It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. And I am Don Crawford Jr., the co-host and the very blessed owner of KWAM Radio. Welcome you to another estate planning assumptions, no, essentials program, indefatigably striving to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my co-host, who should be your attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I practiced the word indefatigably before the show because it's like 16 syllables and I think I got it out correctly. You and I had a good talk before the show about the topic of the day, and I'm looking forward to that. But I want to talk about your Cowboys, not my Cowboys, your uh, Cowboys. And I'd like to know what happened on that disastrous Sunday when they lost to the 49ers. Well, you know, we talk on our show about estate planning and think about all the different things that could go wrong. Uh, I guess man plans, God laughs. Uh, <laughs> but, and I, I think a lot of people may have been laughing or uh, crying, unfortunately, like I was on that last play. But um, I think that people should plan, uh, just like the Cowboys should plan, oh, we got to give the, the ball to the referee and know those different types of things so that when something bad occurs, you're prepared. That's perfect advice. Um, you specialize in specificity to make certain that the little things are addressed so that your clients are protected. And that is especially the case when it comes to estate planning and government assistance and to make sure that people with their planning do not make mistakes. And today you want to talk about mistakes, not what coaches make or owners make, um, but what your clients uh, cannot make regarding um, their planning and the executors of their plans. Michael? First of all, I guess I should explain what an executor is. Okay. An executor is the person who gathers up all the assets after a loved one dies, or not necessarily a loved one, but usually often the case of a loved one, uh, where they're appointed uh, in the will but is approved by the court to gather up the assets, pay the bills of the estate, and to distribute according to the terms of the will. Uh, so, by the way, some people get the mistaken impression that just because your name is executor in the will, that you're it, period. And that's not necessarily correct. Uh, you have to get a court order that says that they approve the will for you to be appointed as the executor. Uh, so just having the will doesn't do it. The court has to approve it. Interesting. Yeah, because there's qualifications, for example. for Well, first of all, the will, there could be a defect in the will. Uh, or it could be that somebody's not qualified to act. For example, um, uh, if somebody had been convicted of a felony or a crime of moral turpitude or determined as being disabled, 
then they cannot serve as an executor. Now, I suppose if you are somebody who had been convicted of a felony and they had their uh, record expunged, then they could still serve as the executor. But you see, it's not just having the will. It has to be, the will has to be uh, submitted to the court and then the executor has to be approved. The will has to be approved so the executor could be appointed to get letters testamentary to have the authority to act on behalf of the estate to gather assets and pay bills. Uh, a lot of people just say, because I've heard it so many times, say, oh, I got a will, I was named executor, but not exactly, you have to get a court approved. Well, anyway, one of the things, so let's go over some of the mistakes, the other mistakes that people make, other than assuming that, that just because you're named, uh, uh, that you are automatically qualified. One thing is delay. The longer you delay, well, the longer you delay, the longer it takes to get an estate taken care of and the longer it takes to uh, distribute. I think that you had sent me something last week about, uh, was it the Prince estate that was finally getting settled yes. after six years? Mm-hmm. And then, and we had talked about, of course, they, he didn't have a will, and that made an unnecessary delay besides right. the valuation of their estate. Uh, and then on James Brown's will, it's, it just got settled after 25 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Gosh. that's really a long time. But that was because of contests and things like that. But generally, as a general rule, that's hopefully not going to be the case. But the longer you wait, generally, the longer it takes to get things taken care of, and which also makes a lot of beneficiaries probably upset because they want their whatever their inheritance is off and as quickly as possible. Um, on the other hand, that would be that Let's say one of the beneficiaries uh, says, oh, I really need the money now. Can you distribute me my portion now? Well, that's a mistake because what happens if you distribute everything out and then you find out there's more bills later on? Oh, maybe there was a CPA bill or attorney's bill or there was a credit card bill or there was some other debt that they didn't realize. And especially if, even, especially if you distribute it out, and you say, oh, shoot, i got to get money back from people. Well, you know that person who you made that distribution to in particular who was asking for the money has already spent it on whatever it was they needed. So paying out too early, always at the very least, keep enough behind uh, to pay off all bills and then some before even if you just made a partial distribution. But all bills should be paid, whether it be taxes or whatever, before there's a final distribution. A third or fourth one, whatever that may be, I suppose, may be to uh, – there's, sometimes there's elections with the federal government. Hmm. So, uh, so for example, if you have a large estate, there's a thing called portability. Um, and so right now, you could, on your estate tax, if you die in the year 2022, you give up to $12,060,000 upon your death. And if you're married, you could use a portion – of the unused credit at $12 million, uh, for yourself if you make an election. So sometimes there's different types of elections that could be made with the federal government that uh, could be beneficial that people don't do on a timely basis. So that one's the portability election, but there are other elections as well. Okay. Number four or five would be not following the terms of the will. So what if you said, oh, Mom told me that I should give, um, oh, $25,000 each to each of the grandkids. But the will 
says everything's going to be split equally between the children. Well, if you just did what was verbally told, that doesn't do it. Verbally doesn't do it. You have to go by the terms of the will. So the beneficiaries could sue the executor for failing to follow the terms of the will. I had somebody this week that was really kind of strange. I guess that they had been, the wife had been married before. They came to the office. They uh, actually did not, uh, this was last year, they didn't go forward. And they called here uh, yesterday and they said, oh, I think you took some notes on what my wife wants, which is oh, everything go to me. That didn't do any good. <laughs> I mean, you know, I said, notes don't do anything. You have to do a will. And if you didn't do a will, then you're going to go by the state's laws. Well, um, you have to go by the state's laws. And then also you have to follow the terms of the will. And if you don't follow the terms of the will, then you're breaching your fiduciary duty. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you got to do what, what if, if somebody wanted to change their will and say, I want whatever it is to go to the grandchildren, well, they could do an amendment, which is called a codicil to the will, uh, or do a new will to say what it is that they wanted. Or they could have had, uh, perhaps they could have had uh, individual accounts that go say, oh, whatever the amount that they wanted to go to each grandchild, they could have it go directly to the grandchild by having it paid on death. And that's another thing that people often uh, get confused because there are certain assets that are part of the probate estate the things that go by the will, and certain things that don't go by the probate estate. So typically, like a retirement account has a beneficiary, or perhaps a life insurance policy would have a beneficiary. And if you're the owner of, if you're the insured and you died, then then the policy would go to whoever your beneficiaries are. So the executor doesn't have any responsibility for assets that pass outside of the will whether it be a life insurance policy that is uh, the person who died uh, was the insured, and so that beneficiary would go by the terms of that contract. Or if you have a retirement account, uh, it goes. you have a beneficiary designation. And generally, if, you have, if you're the annuitant on an annuity uh, and you have a beneficiary, uh, then, uh, then it goes by the terms of that annuity. So there are certain things that go outside of a will, Whereas if you have an individual account, where that means an account in your name only, and you don't have a beneficiary designation, then that would go by your will. And a lot of people get confused by those things. Now, I should mention that sometimes a life insurance policy would go by your will, or and, and that would be if you're the owner of the policy, but you're not ins- the insured. So let's say you own a policy on somebody else's life, and you die, well, then it, they, and it has a cash value, and that cash value would be part of your probate state. So you may have to probate, even though it's a life insurance policy and there's a beneficiary designation, if you're the owner but not the insured. So uh, a lot of people get confused by these little bitty things about probate versus non-probate. Uh, and again, uh, just because it's, whether it's probate or non-probate, all the assets are looked at as far as estate tax. But most people don't have an estate tax in Texas because, as we mentioned before, the estate tax limit is now $12,060,000. Right. So um, another thing would be if you don't um, pay, you know, collect all the estate. I mean, you have to try to get everything, uh, but there may be some other assets out there that you were uh, sometimes people are not aware of. Uh, we had some time 
somebody found out about a different uh, a life insurance policy that the insured uh, did not mention to the other family members uh, that had it was payable. I think it was to his own mom, but he was the owner of the policy and it's cheated to the state, which means after a period of time, uh, if you don't do anything with the asset, it goes as part of the to the to the government to the state of Texas. So. Uh, if you don't, you, you have a duty to try to find out about everything. Uh, Maybe may that you found out about some old mineral rights that uh, Aunt Sue had left to the deceased that nobody knew about. Maybe it wasn't paying off any um, uh, mineral rights, and then all of a sudden it was. So there is a duty to try to collect all the assets uh, so for the estate and to give a proper inventory. If you don't give a proper inventory, then you'll have to mend to have the corrected amount, and even when you do an inventory that an executor has a, usually has a duty to do, then you have to be precise in the description of the inventory. So um, that's important to know exactly what somebody might have, and sometimes executors don't know all that, and they have a duty to investigate. Besides, another thing is to communicate with the beneficiaries. So often, uh, one person whose name is executor just says, well, I'll just take care of it, and they don't communicate with the beneficiaries, which leads to suspicion. Oh, why are they doing that? What's going on? Why is it taking so long? How come they didn't give me, uh, I had somebody that called that was a KAAM listener uh, this last week, and uh, her mom died in New York. She said, I don't have a copy of the will. I don't know why my sister's not giving me a copy of the will. And under Texas law, you do have to give a copy of the will. Usually it's a matter of public record anyway, so you can try to, try to find it. Uh, but you see that that's when things get delayed, and in that case it had been delayed for three years. When things get delayed, it leads to suspicion and thinking that there's something rotten in Denmark and leads to uh, problems usually between family members because they don't all of a sudden they don't trust them. Just like anything in life, the best thing to do often is to communicate and an executor should have a duty to communicate to the uh, beneficiaries of what's going on pretty much generally. And so under Texas law, if you're a beneficiary, uh, you the executor has a duty to give a copy of the will to the beneficiaries. And if you have an inventory, you're supposed to also give a copy of the inventory to the beneficiaries as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's complicated. You know, you're talking about mistakes and um, the word assumptions comes to mind again, as it always does. And KAAM, you mentioned, and the KAAM listener, and the AAM, KAAM, all about mistakes that people make. And the fact that that listener said that she had a mother who died in New York, um, it's just fascinating. And uh, it's frightening and it's threatening. And I'm so glad you're educating us and reminding us that the laws change all the time and the laws are very different state by state. But getting back to that assumption concept, I admonish the listeners to not assume anything and to ask questions, not online, but in person, so an expert like Michael Cohen can guide you properly, correctly, and safely. And the first step in that direction is to attend his next workshop, which is online. That's on Thursday, January the 27th, 2022, of course at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And again, it's online, not in person, and you can attend and never have to leave the comforts of your home. And Michael's been doing these workshops for years and years and done hundreds of them. And this one should be no different, and it should be very educational 
and memorable in terms of not only uh, asking the questions, but getting the answers from Michael that are very current based on, on the laws of Texas and federal laws. And Michael, tell us what goes on at those workshops. We ask people what they want to know. So we say this way, every workshop is different because I never know what the questions are going to be. Now, we do have a presentation on general estate planning essentials. However, we ask people to certainly let us know what questions they may want. They could, you know, if they're online, and this is online, uh, but either by your phone, by Zoom, or, uh, or on your laptop, which is very simple. We'll tell you how to do it if you've never done it before. All you have to do is click one time and you're on, uh, but we'll tell you how to do it if you've never been on Zoom before. Uh, but in any event, we ask people what they want to know. They can either unmute themselves if they were on mute or ask in the Q&A or chat boxes, which will tell you how to do if you've never done that before. Uh, but basically, we ask what you want to know. And during that two-hour free estate planning essentials workshop, which we often talk about public benefits as well, uh, we ask people what they want to know. We answer those questions, and we kind of give you a general idea of different things that, uh, in connection with either estate planning or probate or, or Medicaid, different types of things like that. But certainly, we never know what questions that people might ask, and uh, it, it could range from anything as long as it's about estate planning. We will try to answer all those questions within the two hours allotted, and you'll learn something from the others. To attend that two-hour free estate planning essentials workshop, uh, which is the next one is on a Thursday, January the 27th at 1 o'clock, uh, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. If you do go to that two-hour free estate planning essentials workshop, we also give you a free one-hour vision meeting where we get to see about whatever questions you might have, either you didn't want to discuss in front of others or that just kind of find out what your goals are and see what the what whatever's on your mind. Like I said, even on uh, this person that was the KAAM listener before, I had to refer to a New York attorney, but we talked. It wasn't any obligation on her part. I just talked to her and kind of gave her a little bit of guidance. It doesn't really matter. Whatever your estate planning or Medicaid or VA or probate questions that you might have, we will try to answer those questions in that time frame. And if you don't answer it in that time frame, then we certainly give you the free one-hour vision meeting, even if you didn't want to ask it during that two-hour time frame. Again, all you have to do is to sign up to go to that free workshop. It's called 214 720 or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. Excellent. You mentioned the uh, KWM listener up in New York, and I bring her up again because of her situation. And just before you mentioned that, I was going to uh, indicate to you that my best friend, whose father passed away oh, a couple years ago in upstate New York, in Albany, as a matter of fact, and... Before the father passed away, he decided with uh, seven children that he was going to have his plan overseen by co-executors instead of one. I guess he thought that was better, fairer, check and balance, division of labor, you do this, you do that. And Michael, 
sometimes that's a very good idea. Sometimes it's not. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's even worse on uh, powers of attorney uh, when you have somebody it's joint because that's for the rest of your life. <laughs> and so it could be even more powerful on a power of attorney, which is, you know, good during lifetime than an executor. But when you have to get – sometimes it's good to have checks and balances, but on the other hand, there could be gridlock too. And or it could be because there could be, oh, who knows, somebody could just not agree or they could be in a different on vacation and things get to be get delayed. So, you know, uh, we do whatever anybody wants. Uh, A lot of times I think it's better to have one person that you feel comfortable, that you trust, that will do what you want to do. And that's so often you'll have people that have, let's say, two kids and they don't want to. Oh, I don't want to hurt. Johnny's feelings that I named George as the executor alone, so I'll name them as co-executor. Well, do who the right person is. Don't go by sentimentality, you know, be sentiment. Uh, really, because if you do that, you really, you're putting yourself, uh, the situation, and really in a worse case, you know, worse set situation, because um Get the, don't feel necessarily sorry. I know they don't want to show that we're, we favor one person over another, but some people are just better at handling taking care of finances or taking care of bills and gathering up things. And some people are better at, you know, making medical decisions or making, you know, whatever it may be. So every person has their strengths and weaknesses. But I think you, in any situation, whoever it is that you trust and just don't go by mere sentiment. Excellent. That's very helpful. Any other mistakes that the audience needs to be aware of regarding uh, being the executor of someone's estate? Yeah. um, Well, a few different things. Uh, One thing is self-dealing. So let's Mm. say that uh, you had a a Tesla (laughs) and (laughs) you said, oh, that that person died. And the executor said, you know, I kind of like that Tesla. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. Even though it's worth seventy thousand dollars, I'm going to buy it for a dollar. Well, don't do any self-dealing. That's yeah. a breach of fiduciary duty. Uh, another thing, would, again, is you need. If I didn't say already, uh, following the terms of will. Oh, I think I did say that. So cut that part out. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, another thing that I think that sometimes people make is that they fail to ignore the or ignore claims of the debtors. Uh, you shouldn't ignore them. They could sue. And if you, if you uh, distribute all the assets out as the executor and ignore debts that somebody might sue on, then you would have personal liability. Another thing would be handling of tangible assets. That's like, say, the jewelry, you know, personal property. Again, treat it just like it's like it's the cash assets. You need to try to um, treat things try to determine things equally. I know with my uh, sister, when my mom died, um, I just what I did was I had everything, the jewelry appraised and, you know, or different things that had any value so that, say, so, okay, well, if um, this is worth X, if you're going to have that and it's worth more than half, then we'll just take your, uh, out of your cash assets, the, the, that portion that you had the excess. That makes people think twice about taking the excess of the personal property. You know, like when Robin Williams died, uh, you know, there was a big fight between the fourth wife and the kids of the first yeah. marriage and over things like the wedding dress and the personal property items in the home. It just got into a really 
a big lawsuit that lasted for several years. And so you should treat the personal property items uh, just like it was um, any other asset to make sure that, you know, some things are just, uh, you know, don't have much value except for sentiment. So you may have sometimes in the wills you have lotteries or you have things you just try to reach a settlement, draw a card, some sort of thing where you get one gets to choose or maybe somebody, you know, you have some sort of settlement between the families if all possible. Uh, but a lot of times you have to handle the personal property items just like it was any other asset. So uh, that's another mistake that uh, people uh, make. And another thing is don't listen necessarily to what a friend does or you should have professional advice. Yeah. Uh, the laws of each state are different. And even some attorneys, if they don't, you know, quite frankly, you don't, don't, don't go to a uh, podiatrist for heart surgery. So you should go to an estate planning attorney for or a probate attorney for estate planning or probate if you had, as opposed to a criminal law attorney who might every once in a while just, uh, oh, yeah, I did a will for so-and-so because I just wanted to add a, a different area to my practice, but I don't know anything about it. Uh, so uh, we see that happen from time to time, which could result in a lot of either delay or unnecessary cost, which may cost the estate. My friend in New York also, I think, at one time a few years ago, Michael, told me that he wasn't sure what to charge the estate for his work. He is an attorney, so I think he had to get approval from the judge as to what he could charge for on an hourly basis to do the work. Well, that depends upon, um, uh, obviously, it depends on whether, uh, the, first of all, the laws of the state, uh, but, you know, and, and if it was going by a will or if it's um, administration, in other words, um, if you didn't have a will or it had to go not where there's not an executor appointed. Maybe there's a what's called an administrator. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's uh, people have mistakes, and then you may have to get approval. But generally, that may not be the case, but it could be the case. So in different, you know, different states, if you go to let's say someplace like New York, it's a lot more difficult probate process, and so it may cost let's say thirty thousand dollars. And well, of course, it depends. It could be a lot more depending on how, if you're like dealing with Prince's estate, which they had to deal with valuations and things like that. Uh, it could be very simple, or it could be more complicated, and especially if there's a will contest. And uh, so, it, you know, it really depends on the situation as to whether you have to get court approval on attorneys' fees or not. It's complicated stuff. All of it, and you're you're taking risks. If you don't have an expert like Michael Cohen evaluate your plans, uh, and the best way to do that is to attend his next workshop, so you can do exactly that and ask a question or two. That next workshop is Thursday, January the 27th at one o'clock. You simply sign up by dialing 214-720-0102. 214-720 720-0102 or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com for that online estate planning essentials workshop. And I promise you, you will not regret the two hours you will spend and you never have to leave the comforts of your own home. So thank you, Michael, for the education today. Thank you for that workshop. And we look forward to talking to you next week, Michael. Thank you, Don. The
leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.